Welcome to Three Thoughts On. Today the topic is breath work, and my guest is Beatriz Boas. A few years back, Beatriz was in a quest to seek purpose in her life. She tried a variety of mindset, energy, and healing techniques, and although they all helped her in some way, she felt there was a missing piece. This inspired her to combine different techniques in an attempt to fill that gap. This integration is now a new experience she named Theta Breathwork. Beatriz has made Theta Breathwork her life's mission, and she's committed to sharing this technique all around the world through her new Theta Breathwork certification. I met Beatriz a few years back in Portugal, and I'm very happy to share her story with you today. Breathwork has been a key component in my personal routine, and I am sure it can help you the same way it has helped me. And now, Beatriz Boas. Welcome to Three Thoughts On. Today, I am very excited to have Beatriz with me. We're going to talk today about breath work. Beatriz, how are you today? I'm good. I'm super, super happy to be here. I love how your voice just becomes more profound as you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Let's just say I get good feedback on my voice. So I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm happy about that. Yes. Thank you. Could you take a couple of minutes and tell the audience a little bit about you? Where did your journey start and how did you end up right here where you are? Oh, yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> All the time you want. I love it. Um, so I'm from Brazil, born and raised in Brazil. And I have always been someone very curious since very, very young. I always had so many questions. And my parents were like, Beatriz, just stop asking so many questions. It is because it is. That's it. And I think like part of my life, I start to just stop asking so many questions because it was annoying or because it was this or that or what others would think. Uh, but when I started to really start to understand and listen more the voice that I have within me, I noticed that I had so many questions that were not answered. So I start to like just bring it back that like inner child, that version of me that have so many questions. And this was around, I would say like 2016, which was when I was doing my leadership program uh, in the marketing uh, industry that I was for many, many years. So my background is in marketing. And in the marketing industry that I worked for almost 10 years, I was having to answer a lot of questions, especially to understand what the customer wants and how do they want and what the agents want and what the, the company wants and like reviving all these questions. And I start to also look inside and see that all these questions that I had about myself, about my purpose, about what I really want, about what I envision for my future, all these questions were unanswered. So I, in 2016, was the first time I did um, a coaching program. So the leadership program that I was doing in this company that I was working gave us coaching. And coaching is a lot of questions, right? So I start to see that questions were actually very powerful and very important to find the answers within myself. And 
no one has the answers for you. No one was coming there and giving me like, oh, that's the path that you should follow. So you want to find your purpose? You want to do this? You want to do that? Follow this. Coaching actually was asking me, what is that you want? Coaching was asking me the questions that was leading me to the path to find these answers. And a lot of these questions that I was starting to ask myself, I was not finding the answer. So I start to get into this quest of finding the answers for all these questions that I have within myself. Um, I find Mind Valley, which is how we met in a Mind Valley conference. And I saw this conference that had a lot of people who were loving and talking about all these things that I was passionate about. But at this point, I was still in the marketing industry. So I went to this conference and I had this beautiful awakening. I had my first ever transformational breathwork session there at AFAST in Portugal, 2019. And I remember the instructor was uh, telling us to bring an intention for the session. And I was like, I don't know if I have an intention, <laughs> but everybody that I was meeting in this trip was giving me like an underlying message of courage. So it was someone that uh, just had a, just broke up a many years relationship and decide to go in this quest to find themselves or someone that had just quit their job and had no idea what they would do. Like everybody that I was me meeting there was giving me this underlying message of courage. So when I went to the breathwork experience, I was like, I'm going to bring this as an intention. So I set this intention, like, why is the universe bringing me this message of courage? Why do I need to be courageous? Like, what is this message? What is this that is coming up? And in the breathwork session, I had this vision, this memory popping up. I was 12 years old and I was putting my friends in my room and reading this relaxation sessions that I was creating for them. So it was literally like writing things like imagine that you were in a waterfall and you're playing with your favorite doll and you have your best friends there with you. And I, I had this calming music and I had this vivid memory of them leaving my room and feeling so calm and so peaceful. And then I remember taking my little notebook that had a very like colors in my notebook and each person had a, a line where I put their name and how much they owe me for the session. And I was like, wait, what? And I was seeing that and I was like, just get out of my mind. I need to understand what is the message of courage. Why am I keep remembering that? This doesn't make sense. And I was just getting into my own way, trying to figure out why the message was not coming and why I was remembering about that and why this thing was coming up. And I came back from the session, the session end, and a lot of people were crying and sharing these like breakthroughs. And I was like, I didn't have anything. I just had this memory, like, this doesn't make sense. And I just remember like looking in the room, we had like a 200 people uh, in the room and I was looking at everybody and people were having like this massive experience, like this crazy physical experience. And I was like, I guess I'm, I was doing it wrong. I, I'm not sure if it works for me, you know, it was cool, but that's it. I don't think I got my message. So this was the beginning of 2019. I went back to Brazil, went back to my work. I had just a vacation, kept working the company that I was working for. Um, I was working at this point, almost seven years for this company. Went back to Brazil, was kind of like happy. I had a very successful career. I was making a good amount of money. I loved the people that I was working with. So I was like, everything is fine here. 
But then I start to notice that little things start to bother me and things that was not bothering me before. So my relationship with my boss was not the best one. I never had a problem with my boss or anyone in my work. And then like these little things kind of like giving me some signs and I was paying attention in different things. And I was like, you know what? Something doesn't feel right here anymore. Like something's not feeling right. So Mind Valley offered me a position uh, to move to Malaysia and work with them uh, in the marketing team and work to ex- uh, expand Mind Valley in Brazil and Portugal to the Portuguese market. And I was like, you know what? This is a company that really resonates with me. I really love what they are doing. I'm I'm getting to this quest of personal development. I'm learning a lot. I'm doing a lot of the course that they are doing. I'm going to say yes. And everybody was like, Bia, calm down. Don't do that. (laughs) You don't know anyone in Malaysia. You're going crazy. What are you doing? I I used to work for this company in Brazil. I don't know if you know about or whoever is listening to us, uh, Natura. And it's a big company in Brazil. It was a company that everybody wanted to work. It's a beautiful um, mission and they have so many amazing benefits for employees, but something was not sitting right. So I had to listen to that gut feeling, to that inner voice, even though everybody was saying I was going crazy, I shouldn't do that. Uh, What am I doing? I have a great position. Everybody wants to be in my position. What am I doing? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen. And if it doesn't work out, I can always go back to Brazil. I can always restart. So there is no reason I should just go. So I did that. I went to Malaysia and it was the darkest moment of my life. It was very, very <laughs> challenging. I started to have a crazy skin reaction. I gained a lot of weight. I was, to be honest, hating what I was doing, the, the operational part of the job there. Um, the culture was very different. Although I love exploring different cultures, I was just not feeling good there. But I was like, you know what? I need to try at least. There was something that brought me here. I need to just keep going. So I kept going. I did six months there. And until the moment that I was like, I learned my lesson. I got what I need to to get here. This was the bridge that I a bridge that I need to really like empower myself to learn what I need to learn and really connect to my intuition and my purpose. So in this process, I always become a certified coach, not because I wanted to become a coach, just because I wanted to help myself. Coaching was something that really helped me. So I wanted to really dig deeper. I also did other certifications in this process, which was data healing, breath work, um, many different courses in hypnosis and coaching and you name it. I did many different things and all because I'm curious and I wanted to learn a little bit deeper. And in this process, I decide to quit everything and not go to the next job, but to start to do what it was helping me start doing this for others. So at this point, I was my now husband. We were dating at that time and he challenged me. He said, why don't you just find your first customer and find someone who want to work with you? And I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to offer. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know anything. Like how I'm going to do that. And he was like, I don't care. Just, this is your challenge. Go do it. And I was like, okay, I have to figure out. He gave me a challenge. I moved by challenge. So I'm going to do it. So two weeks later, I had my first, um, customer and I was just offering them to guide them through the journey that I was just went through. 
And I start to help people and I start to have this customer and the next one and the next one. And I was so light up. I was so happy. And they were having this massive breakthroughs and going through the same journey. And I was watching them. I was like, I feel you. Like, I know what you're going through because I just went through that. And this was so fulfilled for me and in my heart. And I was literally feeling that feeling of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm leaving my mission and I want to help more and more people. So I also being very, very passionate at the same time that I was doing the relaxation sessions in my 12 years old, I was also reading the secret because my mom had the secret, the book in the bathroom. And I remember just sitting there sometimes and looking at the book. So I was like, okay, this book is calling my attention. I start to read some pages and loving and reading and reading and reading. And when I start this journey, a lot of my passion is manifestation and really understand manifestation, not only law of attraction, but understanding manifestation as uh, a holistic thing. Because a lot of people, they talk about manifestation, but they talk about, oh, you set your intention and you visualize and then you see that thing. And manifestation is not that. It's not only the visualization. It's not only setting the intention. Manifestation is started with shadow work, really learning about yourself, really digging into the things that you don't want to dig, really finding the shadow, understanding the parts of you and understand frequency and understand energy, management of energy and all of that. And then I find a breathwork certification that called my attention and I did uh, the certification. And when I started doing the certification, I had this download in one of the sessions that was saying theta breath. And I was like, oh, that's a cool word. Like, what does that mean? And initially I thought it would be like this university that I would bring all this healing techniques, all these coaches and speakers and authors that were so impactful for me and create kind of a university. But then as, as I start to play with the, the, the idea of what could be and start to create my own way of coaching, my own way of uh, creating a breathwork experience, a meditation experience for others, that's how Theta Breathwork was born. And as I start putting people into the process of Theta Breathwork, people start to have like this massive release and massive breakthroughs and manifestations and things start to really move very fast. And I was like, oh, that's what, what Theta Breathwork really is. And that's a little bit of my journey, how I transition out of like the corporate marketing world and find my, found my own way, create my own way of coaching, breathwork, meditation, hypnosis, and bringing all of this together and give birth to. I don't, I don't like to say that I gave birth to Theta Breathwork because it's an ancient practice and we are just here like continuing a work that existed before us. Uh, and I really believe that I receive a download as a way for me to keep continuous this work. Oh, that's a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. I've been taking notes the entire time, as you can see. So I, mean, I have a number of things that I want to touch on, but all around the, the breathwork part, because I was at that session with Lisa de Narvaez in yes. Mine Valley in Portugal. And I remember vividly that experience. It was a very transformative experience for me, but a transformative in the sense that it put me in touch with an enormous amount of pain that I guess I had that I was not aware of. Mm -hmm. So I was one of those people who was crying, you know, and, and and having this release, if you will. And hearing you say that you went through an entirely different experience 
uh, is very interesting because we were all there. We were all on the mm -hmm. floor. There was the music. You know, she was doing her thing. And um, different people were experiencing different things. And now that you've gone through your journey and you've helped people with their breathing process and, and how to use that in order to get to wherever it is that they're trying to get or to find out whatever it is that they're trying to find out, how is it that the same process leads different people into a different state or a different experience? Mm -hmm. Or in your case, you felt like, I don't know if I even did this right. Like, what was yeah. that all about? Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. I always say that in the, into our sessions, um, we have a, what I call Theta Thursday. Every week we do this, this Theta Breathwork session open to the community. And I always lead with that because I think this is a very important uh, concept. And people come and they say, like, someone told me about this experience and they have this massive breakthroughs and they have this massive release. And, like, they come looking for something that someone experienced. And this experience, I'm speaking specifically about Theta Breathwork because it's what I practice. And Lisa Navarez and the experience that we had, it's very similar type of breathing that I practice. Uh, but there are many other types that can trigger different sensations and different reactions and different experience in the body. But one of the most important things for people to understand is that you are a unique individual. There is no one on this earth that have had the same experience that you had. There is no one that had your journey the way that you did. So you can't expect that you're going to have the same reaction and the same experience that others. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the body keeps the score, right? So we somatize a lot of this experience that we went through years and years and years in our life. And this is the body has a, a memory and remembers all of that. So in the moment that you start to put yourself and you shift your state from a sympathetic, which is the fight or flight that we most of us live on, and shift into a parasympathetic and we relax the body, the body starts to show the things that it's there that we are not really paying attention. And you suddenly start to feel safe to feel that things. So you, for example, you had an experience where you're like, I felt a lot of pain. I, th I, th I felt a lot of things that I didn't even know that it was there. Because you were hiding, your body learned how to hide that thing. So you don't experience the pain. You don't experience that sensation. You don't experience that emotion that you don't want to experience. But then you are in that state when you allow yourself to process the, feeling, the things that need to be processed. And then they come, right? For me, in my case, what my intention was also very related. I didn't understand at that point. But my intention was to understand what is the message of courage. And I believe in God, but whoever is listening, you can say universe or creator or Jesus. Is the, it doesn't really matter what is your belief. But I do believe that there is this higher power, this source that it's guiding me. And, and this force guided me through this journey that gave me this sign right there and showed me something in a memory that it was very important for me to remember why the courage was something that it was important and a message that it was coming up for me. 
So for another person that is having an experience, they can remember maybe a traumatic experience and they can change the association that they have around that traumatic experience. And they have the release in the body and they, they start to change the way that they perceive and they might shift from um, a victim mentality, which is not, you can be a victim of a situation and have a victim mentality. These are two different things. I do know that a lot of people are victims of situations and but I also know that they don't need to live in a victim mentality. So an experience like that can shift you and shift you out of a victim mentality and change the way that you're perceiving the memories that you have so you can start to live a more empowered life. So there is no way that you're going to come to a Theta Breathwork specifically experience that you're going to have the same experience that you had before or that it's going to be the same experience that someone else have because no one is like you. No one had the experience that you had. No one saw life the way that you see. No one experienced and had the same parents and went through the same school system and went through the same culture and have the, the, the thoughts and the process that you had. So that's why your experience is unique. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. That makes a lot of sense. Let me, let me go back a little bit and, and try to break this down for the audience in a more fundamental way. Like you said, there are... There are different types of breathwork techniques. That was for me that with, with Lisa de Narvaez was my first experience being led in a breathwork setting. I had tried a number of different techniques on my own, but that was the, first, the very first time and actually the only time that I've, that I've done like a group type of you know setting. Mm-hmm. But it, it sparked my interest into learning more about breathing. So I started reading books. When I got back from Portugal, I started buying books and reading books. And one of the books that I read was um, Breathe by James Nestor. And wanted to kind of unpack that and kind of go back to the basics. It seems, at least according to him and a, and a handful of others, I think Nestor and, and, and Wim Hof and, and there's a few others that, although they have different views, they tend to agree on one basic thing, which is we, we are all born knowing how to properly breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we forget as a result of society, as a result of sitting, as a result of the clothes we wear, as a, as a result of not looking sexy. Because proper breathing is through the belly, not through mm-hmm. the chest. But pulling your belly out like, like a cat, a dog, or a baby it's not necessarily sexy, you know, attractive, right? So we go through this process of, of changing the way we breathe. And we end up in a situation as we get older where we breathe very inefficiently and that leads to a whole variety of problems. In fact, for me, I actually found about this in a completely different setting. I found about this and and it was interesting because I, I, I should have questioned it a little bit more at the time, but I didn't because my mind was somewhere else. But that is the same basis of singing. We're mm-hmm. all born knowing how to sing because we're all born knowing how to breathe. And if you breathe properly, your voice comes out properly, right? Uh, if you forget how to breathe, then you start having issues with vocalizing and you know your vocal cords may get stressed and you get hoarse but really if you breathe properly you're you're designed to be able to follow a particular breath 
pattern and then be able to speak for hours without really stressing out your vocal cords. And whether mm -hmm. that's speaking in public or singing, those, those who know how to really, really sing, they know how to breathe, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of get your feedback on that, on the basics of breath work, right? Mm -hmm. You know, outside of the different disciplines and then kind of walk the path of from that basic point into the particular one that you, that you teach, which is theta breath. So we know how to breathe. All of us know how to breathe automatically, right? So if you are alive, you're breathing, right? So we are all breathing. The problem is a lot of us, because all the things that you said, we start to change how we breathe. And then changing the way that we breathe means that we are changing the way that our body is working. So the same way that we breathe automatically, unconsciously, we can also be conscious of and control the breath. What happens to us is that we are breathing unconsciously. We are not really paying attention in the breath. We are breathing automatically. And that's when we start to shift and we start to breathe, especially when you're sleeping. A lot of us, most of us, we are mouth breather when we are sleeping. We breathe through the mouth, which means in the body that you are giving a, a signal to your body that you need to be attentive. So a lot of people that have problems with sleep, that have problems with uh, not being able to go in deep sleep or not feeling rest when they wake up, uh, it's because of the mouth breathing. Because you are keeping yourself in that state, the sympathetic state, the, the alert uh, state, for you to know in the past, right, right in the past, in our ancients, and they they used to um, breathe through the mouth while they were sleeping. So could, they could be alert if there is an animal coming or if something is a movement so they can react very fast and, and move very fast. But now we don't need that. We need deep sleep. We need to breathe through the nose while we are sleeping. So there are a lot of people that now, uh, I don't know if you have seen, but they use mouth tape to sleep. I, for example, I use mouth tape and it's the too. best thing. Yeah, it's the best thing. I sleep so much better, have so much more energy throughout the day um, because I'm breathing the whole night through my nose and I'm giving the signal to my body that I can rest, that I can uh, relax. So why is that? So in the body, there is the parasympathetic and the sympathetic uh, nervous system, right? So the sympathetic is the fight or flight and the parasympathetic is the rest and digest. The breath has the power to control a lot of things in the body. It controls our nervous system. It controls our heart rate. It controls uh, a lot of things in our gut, in our brain. So when we want to shift from a sympathetic to a parasympathetic, which means the alert, uh, um, the fight or flight, to a more calm, to a more uh, rest, digest, uh, safe, we need to shift the way that we are breathing, which means I'm going to breathe through my nose and through the belly. So I'm always expanding my belly and breathing through the nose. Or... And exhale out of the mouth. So this is giving the signal to my body that I can rest, that I can relax, that I'm safe. 
And that's a, a type of breathing that it's simple and we can just simply integrate the, this throughout the, our day. So you can set an alarm, one minute, two minutes, where you're just paying attention to your breath and you're breathing through the nose, expanding your belly and contracting. And, and that's a very simple way that you can start to shift and tell your body that you are safe, that you can rest and that you can digest. So this is one example. The other example is there are people that they use the breath to access different states, as I said in the beginning. So Wim Hof or Wim Hof is actually one of the pioneers in, in bringing a lot of science to breath work. So he was able to prove that through this breath, different type of breathing, we can change how our body react. So he showed how the production of a good bacteria in our gut, he proved a lot of the things that we can do in our body to create a better health for ourselves. So there are people that they go in through this route. Um, then there are other type of breathings that they are more um, focused in releasing trauma. So there is a specific type of breathing that we will activate your parasympathetic and sympathetic to show you and to connect with parts of the brain that you usually are not connect and change the whole chemistry in your body to show and present with different things that you are holding to your body. So this depends. So you can breathe through the mouth, you can breathe through the nose. There are many types of techniques out there that you can, you can use. One of these techniques and what we use with Theta Breathwork is the circular conscious breathing. Why we use this breath, which is two parts inhale and one part exhale, which means I'm bringing more oxygen and I'm decreasing the carbon dioxide in my body. So I'm in inhale, inhale, exhale, inhale through the belly, inhale through the chest and exhale out through the mouth. This type of breathing, circular, connected, conscious breathing helps us to shift how our brain is operating. So usually all of us here, everybody who's listening, you are operating through your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that it's that part that it's saying, yeah, I agree with what she's saying right now. I don't agree with what she's saying. Yeah, this is right. This is wrong. Oh, this is good. This is bad. Like the, the, we are humans. We operate operating this way. This is our prefrontal cortex. And there are other parts of the brain that are operating with that in unconscious. It's just happening automatically. When we do this type of breathing and I bring more oxygen and I decrease the carbon dioxide, I shift the way that my brain is operating, operating and I quiet down a little bit of my, of my prefrontal cortex and I start to activate deeper parts of my subconscious mind and I start to connect with like these visions or these feelings or the sensations. I release a little bit of the need and the, the analytical mind to be thinking all the time and I start to connect more with the feelings. I start to connect more with my body, with the sensations that I'm experiencing. And that's um, what the type of rhythm, for example, that Lisa use, which helps us to quiet down this analytical mind that it's thinking, 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 analyzing and doing this and, and connecting deeper with our body, which is the same type of breathing that I use in Theta Breathwork. But in Theta Breathwork, I don't use only the breath. So I can come and guide you through the breath and you're going to have a very powerful experience and you're going to release and you're going to feel a lot of things. But for me, what I found most powerful in this experience is to bring other things and guide you through different things. So what I mean by that is, so I was saying you have your unique journey, right? But 
sometimes someone comes to me and they were like, yeah, I've been feeling in this way and I want to feel more energized. I'm noticing that I'm losing my focus a lot throughout my day. I'm noticing that whatever is the thing that you experience. So there is a guidance and there is a, a, a goal in that thing. So I can use only your breath and you can set your intention, but there is a very powerful thing, which is mindset coaching that helped me so much to ask myself questions. So with the breathing, I also use mindset coach. I also use some hypnotic suggestions that change how your neural pathways are clicking, the synapses that it's happening in your brain. So there are a lot of techniques that I bring together with the breathing. So while you're breathing, I'm using music, I'm using questioning, I'm using uh, hypnotic suggestions, I'm using visualizations uh, to allow yourself to see different things and to connect deeper uh, with your own source and and highest power or whatever you want to call. So yes, there are many different types of breathings breathing and they are, they can access different things and just being conscious of your breath. We are already like set a completely different state for you. Just being conscious of your breath and breathing through the nose, expand your belly, giving like deeper inhale and longer exhale will help you to really shift the state and feel more calm, more present, more aware of your thoughts, your body. Uh, but there are other ways that we can access and 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 target it something that you desire. Very interesting. Let me let me throw something at you and see if you know how, how you resonate or or what what your thoughts are. We live yeah. in very interesting times. We we live in a time where we have more access to more information than ever before. Yet we are more incredulous than we've ever been. And I'm talking, you know, in generic terms, you know, as a species, if you will. Mm-hmm. And let me give you an example. I, I'm, I'm pretty fairly familiar with light therapy, low-level light therapy. I've been uh, using it and, and working with it for probably six, seven, eight years. Cool. And when you talk to people about light therapy the vast majority of humans will look at you like you have two heads. What do you mean? What do you mean? Photons like light actually impacts me. It's almost like they skipped the whole photosynthesis part of elementary school. The Mm -hmm. idea that light can affect my mood can affect the my well-being that infrared light penetrates the skin and it can actually get biochemical processes in motion seems like dark black magic so there's a portion of the population that immediately dismisses that without you know any effort and there is an analogy with breath it's like what do you mean breathing i mean how can breathing really help me deal with a b c d or how can poor breathing be the cause of all Mm -hmm. these things right how do you address that Uh, how do you go about talking to people i mean i'm assuming that you have these conversations uh and i'm assuming that those who take the leap of faith and go into your program they come out with the experience they believe now because they've been through the experience but those who haven't been through the experience, who are still in a way part of the machine of not necessarily 
believing, but also not questioning for knowledge, but just dismissing because mm -hmm. it's different because I don't understand it. I'm afraid. Get it away from me type thing. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you address that with breath work? And if you can share some examples on that, that would be great. Yeah. That's an amazing question. Um, so first thing I would say, come to Theta Thursday and experience. That's why we do community sessions every week for free. So you can come and try it out and experience yourself. Uh, because there is, I can come here and I can say all of these things and I can give you examples and I can explain blah, 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 blah. But the only way for you to really understand is experiencing it. So that's the first thing. I can send you the link. Everybody who is listening, come to Theta Thursday. The second thing is to start to give examples to show how the breath is impacting without them even noticing it. So for example, I'm going to give my own example. When I was... I don't know, 15 years old, but this happened many times. I was uh, going through, I was playing in this playground and I saw these uh, dogs that were there and it was like the, the dog mom with like the little puppies and it was like just a, a dog that I was on the street. And I wanted to go closer and see them. So I started to go closer to them and I was like trying to see them through a, a little like uh, painting in the wall. Like I was just like trying to see a little bit far but she saw me and I remember I was like going there and I was like, as I was going, I was like trying to feel like the suspense of it, you know, like it's just going to see me. And I was like going there and like my breath was starting to like change and I start to feel like a little bit nervous. And I was like holding my breath because I didn't want her to hear me. And my body was like in this, I'm, oh my God, is she going to see me? She's going to like start barking on me and come around against like whatever. So I saw her and she saw me. The moment that she saw me, she sprint. She started to bark and I start to like run away and like trying to jump through the wall. And like, and when I sit down, I was like, my breath was like, <sighs> I was breathing through my mouth. My chest was like pumping. I was so nervous. And my, my, my face was red, just like thinking about that. I was already like, I'm thinking like feeling out my body, like nervous. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm feeling all the emotions. And if you're putting yourself in the same thing that I'm telling you this story, and you can think about another story that happened to you. And I want you to pay attention. Just put yourself there and feel that thing. How is your breath? It's probably shallow. It's probably like creating sensations in your body. This happens to us all the time. When someone sent you an email that you didn't like it, how do you feel? You start to feel nervous and you're angry or you had an argument with someone. I want you to notice how is your breath? That's a perfect example. This is shifting how you're feeling. So the same way that you were feeling angry and you change your breath, you can do the way around. If you change your breath, you change how you feel. So what happened to most of us is all the situations the email, the notification, the scrolling, all the information that you are receiving, the conversation, the, the job promotion or the, the, the whatever it is. This is creating a state on you, right? So you're feeling. You're feeling angry. You're feeling upset. You're feeling frustrated. You're feeling stuck. Whatever it is that you're feeling. This is changing how you're breathing. So you can notice that in situations you change how your, your breath was operating that moment. The same way around, you can do that. You can change the breath so you can change your state. 
So a simple exercise that you can do right now. I'm, I'm still feeling like the sensation. I'm still feel like my breath is that way. I know that if I stop for 30 seconds and I give a deep inhale through my nose and I exhale long and out through my mouth a few times, I'm already feeling it. I'm much more calmer right now. I'm more grounded. I'm more present. So you can change your breath and you can access whatever state you want in your body, learning how to use your breath. And that, that was very powerful for me when I, when I learned that, in especially breathing through my belly slowly like that, or that, that box breathing, which I think box is... Box breathing is, is a great one. Yeah, you know, uh, it's... It's the most simple one. A lot of people, and I say this in our... We have a certification program where we teach people theta breath work. And a lot of people, they come and they're like, Oh, like box breathing is such a simple one. Like I'm not going to even use because everybody knows it's the simplest one. It's the most simple one, but it's truly one of the most powerful one that you can use at any time of the day. Use before a meal, use before a conversation. It's like two minutes, inhale through the nose for five seconds, hold for five seconds, exhale out of the mouth for five seconds and hold for five. Repeat this box five times. You're going to notice how your body starts to be more open, you receive more, you digest better the food, you are more open to conversations. It's so simple and it's so effective. Yeah. And the benefits are, are, are countless, right? Like for me, I, I am very conscious about doing it. I do it n number of times a day and I, I need, I notice the difference if I do it through my chest versus my belly, because I need to engage that vagus nerve. I need to engage that, that that system that is going to get me into a more parasympathetic, into a better state of interoception where I become a bit more aware mm -hmm. of what's happening around me so that I can be a proper observer of what's happening around me and what's happening inside me and not just be an entity that just walks around life reacting to everything that's happening around me right because yeah. that's in, in breath breath work like you said that box breathing is so simple is so useful is so accessible yeah and so powerful to get you in that place of just being an observer and not a reactor to the world mm -hmm. so Beatriz. I can keep talking for hours, but we are, I know, we are, I have we are so many time. other stories that I have to share. <laughs> I know we're going to have to do this again because I wrote four pages of stuff here that I want to touch on. So maybe, maybe we can, you can come back someday and we can continue Absolutely. the conversation, but I want you to, um, to leave the audience with, with a couple of things. Number one, some action on, and some of those we've already touched, but if you can reiterate, then that would be great. And why is this important? What, what could we do right now that could have impact in our lives and or the lives of the, of the audience and where can people find you? Mm, thank you for that. Um, yeah. So some simple type of breathing that you can do in your day to day that it will help you a lot. The box breathing is one of them Use especially before a meal. You're going to notice, um, how much more open you are, how much more, uh, open to receive the food and adjust the food, but also to conversation, to what you are eating, more aware of what you are eating, more conscious and connected to the food. And I think food is so important because I, I am 100% sure in what I'm saying. 
our gut is our second brain. Everything, if your gut is messed up and you're like not taking care and you're not eating good food and you're not having water enough and all of that, you will notice that you're going to lose your focus. You're going to notice that your life is not feeling good. And there are so many impacts, your mental health, all of that is impacted by your gut. So doing a box breathing before you eat your meals, it's going to help you so much. The second thing is using your conscious breath at least two times a day. You don't need to do like a guided session. You don't need to do all these things and find this app and find, I would love to have you for Theta Breath or can join us, but literally you can just leave this call with this two type of breathings that you can do in your day. One, box breathing. Two, inhale through the nose, exhale out through the mouth. Simply like that, just paying attention in the breath. Inhale through the nose, noticing the air going through your nostrils. Exhale out through the mouth. Just notice making this exhale longer. It's going to help you. Your nervous system is going to calm down. And then you start to notice where is the breath. Is it through your belly? Is it through your chest? And trying to stimulate this breath through the belly. Expand your diaphragm. Feeling the lungs expanding. Just like conscious breath. Simply conscious breath. Set an alarm on your phone. One minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever you have. Two times a day and pay attention to that. Now, if you're having um, problems to sleep, which I always recommend this, uh, my sister-in-law, for example, she's pregnant and she always used CBD to, to, to sleep. And she messaged me, she says, help me, I am, I'm pregnant, I can't use the CBD. I don't know, I'm like, I can't sleep. This is a great one for you to sleep, which is the four, seven, eight. Inhale through the nose in four seconds, hold for seven, exhale, in eight seconds through your nose, everything through your nose. Inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale in eight. This is a simple breathing that you can do laying down, just paying attention, in through the nose in four seconds, hold for seven seconds, exhale in eight seconds. So this is a very good breathing that helps people to sleep and calm down. It's a type of breathing because the exhale is longer, because it's in through your nose, it helps your body to understand that it's time for you to rest and you can go to sleep. Um, if you're someone that needs a little bit of more energy, that's a very uh, good breathing. And I call this the, the green tea breath. I don't like to call it the coffee breath because I don't drink coffee and I'm not a big fan of big caffeine. So uh, this is a very simple breathing. You can put your hands in your belly and you're going to only exhale through the nose. So you're not going to inhale. You're going to just exhale through the nose. So it's going to sound like this. As I'm breathing out in one second, I'm pumping my belly. So my belly is like making the movement and it's my belly that it's giving me the strength to breathe out. So it's simply like that. Couple of rounds of that, doing through your nose, out one second, hold your belly so you can help to feel the pump. It's going to help you to energize your body a little bit. So if you're little needing a little bit of like this energy throughout your day, just stop yourself one to three minutes and do this breath. It's going to help you to be more focused, feel more energized, wake up your body. Um, so these are very like simple techniques. Very, very like simple. You don't need any guidance. You don't need any video to follow. You don't need anything. Just from now on, use this, write in your, in your notes, in your post-it, put close to your computer and give yourself this note. So that's some simple ones that you can use.
And if you want to do and come and join us for Theta Thursday, I can give you the link. I don't know if you have like a place where people can have the link, but it's just theta-breathwork.com slash Theta Thursdays. So you can find us there, sign up for free. Just come join the community. I'm happy to see all of you there. And, and we always explain the breath. We always explain experience and you can join us. Well, thank you very much. Yes, I do include the link uh, on the on the published version of the, of the podcast. Beatriz, this has been wonderful. The time just flew by. Thank you so much for making yeah. the time. It's good to see you virtually. We're going to have to figure out I a know. way to meet at some point. Thank you for the work that you're doing. I, I find it extremely important, especially in this day and age. Uh, thank you for that. And I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy we made time for that. 